Off the Ball Daily. A home for your favourite podcasts from Off the Ball. The performance rankings, you had to be there, the crappy quiz, and a slight tangent. Does that count? <laughs> Subscribe to the Off the Ball Daily podcast feed right now. Hurling on Off the Ball with Board Gosh Energy. Hurling, it's anyone's game. All right, what a weekend of hurling awaits. Munster hurling final, Limerick against Clare, Leinster hurling final, Kilkenny against Galway. Anthony Nash is with us, as always, on a Friday evening. How are you keeping, Anthony? Chris, how are you keeping? Uh, before we get to all that uh, dreadfully sad news this week with the death of Teddy McCarthy, uh, I'm sure you're probably a little bit too young to remember him and his absolute heyday, but I'm sure you've heard all the stories through the years. Yeah, like, um, I actually did a piece there this week on him. So the... I suppose the link between Teddy and I is key in his son. We would have played together with Cork in the in the, the thousands and uh it's gas like, you know, we always joked with Keen like that he was a generational hurler, as in that he was he should have been playing alongside his father because the same style, the same aggression, the same tenacity and skills. So um Teddy I wouldn't have obviously, you know, watched live or anything like that, you know, I would have been too young, but um, would have caught up in videos and and stuff like that growing up, you know, when I was seeing him play. And I suppose the like the one thing I kind of said was there's one guy in both of those team photos in the 1990s that are going to be immortalised in Cork, and that's him. And it's it's the achievement to, for me is what what stands out like that. You might you might maybe in years to come have a fellow that wins a hurling all Ireland and then stops over to play football with his team with his county and eventually wins one, but. To win one a fortnight, you know, after each other is something I don't think it'll ever be done again. So it was terribly sad news. Um, as I said, I would have met him a few times through Keane and he got the better of me once as well. He was over and you know, I was playing centre back. And uh, I actually had a decent enough game the day before and he put a fella on me, just ran me around the field and I shook his hand after the game and said to him, <laughs> you got me there, like, you know. So um, Cork legend and uh, will be remembered for that. And uh, it was terribly sad for Cork in general, yeah. It will never be repeated again. I know you played with a couple of dual players in Aidan McCarthy and Owen Cadigan who tried the hardest and you sort of outlined in that piece about eight different things that need to happen for this to be possible before you even get to Cork winning a football All-Ireland and a hurling All-Ireland in the same year. Yeah, yeah no, I look at to be honest, if someone said to me, no, will it ever be done again? I, I'd probably, I'd say, I don't think so. I don't think so. Like you'd have, like at the moment, how many dual counties are challenging for both All-Ireland. So as you said, that's number one that has to be done in, in some county that both are challenging and then number two for a player to be able to maintain the levels of the game now um, you know and I think it's probably an impossibility like you even see it as young fellas having to decide at the age of 14 or 15 no one squads on development squads you know mm. um, to pick one or the other because the time that's given to both of those teams so let alone senior hurling and senior football and um, as you said the stars must align first of all for some county to win both senior so as I said look I think he'll be immortalised as you know the guy that and I just can't see it being done again you tried it for a while, did you? I was, yeah, I was a uh, Cork minor footballer first. I actually played football for Cork beforehand. Very, very long uh, career with Cork minor footballers, about 18 minutes into the game, and I got this <laughs> wonderful come over here and sit down beside it. Wow. Know. <laughs> you know, who yeah, were we you playing? Uh, we played Waterford. I actually played Waterford, and cheese uh, the game was going against us, like, and I was full forward. Sorry, sorry. Go back here. You're playing for the Cork minor footballers against Waterford. Uh, no yeah. offence to the Waterford minor footballers, but you, you lasted less than 20 minutes. Uh, yeah, to be fair, no, I was um, was having a mare, an absolute mare. And uh, the one thing I'd say, like, was for me, even at that time, I was in car five nights a week. So I remember half a through the year and I joke, I'm a teacher, obviously, and I, I spoke to my students about this, like, and I was saying that 
you know, my parents said halfway through the year that you're going to probably have to end up repeating your leaving cert like you're in Cork five nights a week. You know, what are you going to do? And I said, look, the leaving cert can be repeated. Your year is minor can't. Um, so the, the football obviously came first, didn't, but I'd missed a lot of hurling then. And then the, my main competitor in the hurling was made captain in goal. So I know he probably would have made it anyway. But uh, I'd been subbed the year before to Martin Coleman, so I spent two years as a Cork minor as sub. So I always said it's probably my best position for Cork being sub goalie, especially <laughs> after spending so long behind Don Log. Um, but again, like even, you know, while you joke about it, like when I think back at the commitments I had to give as a minor to be able to do it, and my father had to give by driving me up and down, like to think of a senior hurler and senior footballer doing it and stuff. But yeah, no, I wasn't. You're right, Like we could joke about it now, but I'm sure as well at the time, uh, when you think back to uh, being hauled off after 20 minutes against Waterford, yeah. uh, you didn't find it so funny back then. No, I was, I was disappointed because I was actually like I was actually a handy footballer. I played full forward. Like I, I score more goals than points, though. I used to be a sneaky fella in around the box. And I had a decent year in all trials and stuff. So they ran, they ran a divisional um, campaign here. And uh, that's how I got into it. And I was actually playing well, going very well in training. And then just... Came on as a sub against Kerry after that, and uh, that was it. I got offered twenty-one trials right for two years after that, but I just I refused them politely, and I was saying, "Look, I'll I'll stick with the hurling and see where that takes me." Um, but I loved it. I love playing football. I love playing football. Um, you know, it was something that always kind of got me away from hurling and just kind of focused even into my senior career with Cork. You always love playing with the lads at home, but uh, was never going to turn to be a Cork senior footballer, no. You're involved with the Cork 20s, so you had a very good week and uh, mm. a big celebration, I'm sure, uh, last weekend after winning the All-Ireland. Just before we get into that, how much of a fight is there at the moment for underage players? I know there's uh, another threat as well of rugby, and we see Ben O'Connor is gone and he's going to sign for Munster, one of the star players from uh, from that Cork under-20 team. How big an issue is it with dual players, the most talented lads of football, the most talented lads at Hurling, trying to get them to commit to one or the other? Well, we've lost an awful lot of players in Cork, you know. I'm sure every other county has as well, and I mightn't be afraid to how many they've lost. But I remember, like, sure, I, I was a Cork minor with Tomas O'Leary. Um, we obviously had Darren Sweetenham. Then you had Joe Halpines. Um, ben O'Connor's now gone. Even growing up, David Myler was a fantastic hurler. Um, you know, he wouldn't have played, obviously, to the level of the lads because he was gone at that stage. But, like, it's just a constant thing. Like, even I remember Aidan Walsh going, you know, Michael Shields going to Aussie Rules. Like, there's so many talented people down here, and... You know, it, we're very, very lucky county, and um, I suppose the flip side of that, that we're very unlucky county for a J head because you have soccer being so successful, you've got you know um, rugby being so successful, and everything like that. But um, it's a constant, um, it's a constant threat, you know. But like, then look the flip side of that, right? I say a threat. Like, young players are taking opportunities to become professional mm. athletes, you know. Like, would I love Ben O'Connor to stay around? Of course, I would. He, he's a fantastic young fella, but like, he he's been handed an opportunity to be a professional athlete. Um, which, you know, if I was handed maybe as a young fella, would I have taken? I don't know. You know, I probably would have. Um, like I got offered trials in soccer in England. I went over and you know, I was too young. My parents wouldn't let me sign, even if I was good enough. But like, why did I want to go? Because I wanted to become a professional athlete. Um, so I never knock anybody for doing it. I'm disappointed as a car person, especially after being involved with Ben. Ben's a lovely young fella. He's a fantastic kid. And to do what he did this year, having so little hurling played, you know, is massive. Um but down here, I suppose, yeah, we're, we're, we're losing. Then you have Tipperary and Shane Long and stuff. But, like, yeah, it's a constant threat. And I think that's everywhere, especially with uh, American football. No, or sorry, Australian rules football doing trials above in, um, in, in Dublin the whole time. Because footballers going to be, do, you know, being mapped to every county. Yeah. And here, it's important that you take satisfaction in that as well. Your job as a coach isn't just to create hurlers for the Cork Senior Hurling team. It's to create good, well-balanced, well-rounded <clears throat> young men. 
I've been very lucky this year. And I have had been involved in three three teams, Fitzgibbon, which you well, my school won in All Ireland, and this team. And uh, I, I've said the same thing to each three of them inside in the dressing room, or if I met them after, how proud I am of them uh, with the way they handle themselves and everything like that, and how you know well grounded and well rounded men they are. And you know, I'm a teacher as well. And the one thing I always say, and you know, you just don't want anyone to leave a school, you know, being a dickhead. <laughs> you know, that's it. Like before, if they did poorly in the leaving cert and were a nice man outside of it, um, you know. But that's the one thing you're correct on. Like if you're if you're a coach, the one thing you want them to do is be able to enjoy their lives as well. Um, outside of the hurling field and I've been very lucky to be involved with three teams of such such characteristics You're doing it right on the hurling field as well so that's 320 titles in four years for Cork what are you doing? Um, do you know what right I, I can't comment too much like look the one thing I'd say about the last team Pat Ryan as I said to you I've always said has been an excellent manager and everything like that I can't comment too much on, on, on what's going on in the background I know there's been a great um, development system regarding uh, strength and conditioning and stuff and lads have been developed like that and um, you know, for the first time ever, we, I, we went out as a team <clears throat> that I've been involved with and have been a larger team than the opposition. That would have helped us this year. But um, this year, the first thing we went in as management is we decided that the one thing we were going to go for is a fellow that was going to work for us. And and it's the way hurling's gone. Look, I, I said to you earlier, I love football, right? And I did. But the way football's gone, I wouldn't love it anymore because it's just so, um, you know, to play it. I still love watching it because it's gone so fitness, it's hard work, it's up and down the field. If I was playing wing forward, I was more of a defender now than I would be back then, you know. Yeah, you'd so, be a cross-country runner first and foremost, it feels, watching exactly. football at the moment. Exactly. And and that was the one thing Ben came in, like we, we all decided that if it was a 50-50 call between a guy that wasn't going to work who was multi-talented versus a guy who was going to work and give his all to the panel, um, we were going to go with him, you know. And uh I just felt this year there was a lot of games where we needed a kind of a dog hurler to kind of come up and save us because we were six, seven points down. Um, and we were also very talented that we had some fantastic, like Ben Cunningham stood up for us in many a game, especially in the Munster final there, you know, um, when we were six points down and stuff. So we had very good leaders as well. And what we were very lucky to have this year is some fantastic young fellas that were very close knit group um, that have grown up together. So that would have worked for us too. So maybe, maybe they'll go on and win themselves some uh, Munster Senior titles at some stage. Uh, it's not going to be for Cork this weekend. It is Limerick against Clare. It is one of the remarkable stats in sport that in a province that basically is five strong hurling counties and Clare Fields have never been amongst the worst of them over the last 25 years, but that somehow they've managed to go a quarter of a century without winning a Munster hurling title. They're trying to stop Limerick winning five in a row this weekend. You won a couple of your Munster titles against Clare. Did you ever sense that there was a, a mental side to it when you were going up against them in a Munster final? Um, do you know what? We we built up a great rivalry like uh, from 13, obviously, like mm. that. So, And a lot of us still hadn't let that go, you know. Um, we always wanted to kind of... That, that extra drive was there. Um, we always wanted to kind of, you know play them and beat them. You know, and in fairness, there was never any bad bad blood or any bad thing. It was just the fact that we lost them in that all Ireland final. Um, I don't think we ever had a kind of a mental thing. We always got very focused ourselves for Munster finals. Um, you know, like we always cherish Munster finals down here. Like like the one one of my most, you know, prominent and favourite moments was winning the Munster final in 14 in the last day of the old Parky Keeve, you know. Um, and I know I was, I was not fortunate enough to go on and win all Ireland, but I do love those moments. Um, and I always felt that we went into a final, you know, amongst the finals that we were always just, we were always ready, you know, we were always ready. Um, and it was nothing to do with Clare. The one thing I'd say about Clare, like, is that, like, it didn't matter when they were going well or poor, there was always a massive performance in them. And I would 
seriously say that when it's Limerick as well. It doesn't matter whether Limerick are dominating all Ireland or Clare were dominating all Ireland. You look back in 94, 95, 96, 97, it was every second year in Munster for the two of them, you know, um, both teams. And I just, that was the rivalry I was brought up in with my uncles playing. Um, it is it is strange that they've gone so long without one, you know, I will say that. But unfortunately, as a Cork person and as other counties, they're coming. Their underage success is starting to show this senior team has got a great blend of youth and, and senior as well in it. So, um, but no, I wouldn't think we ever had a mental strength over them or anything like that. I just felt we always knew we had to be in the top four game, uh, especially when you had the likes of John Connell and Peter Dog and Tony Kelly all on the field. It might be a strange question to ask when Limerick are going for five Munster titles in a row, going for four All-Ireland titles in a row. But what is it about this group that Brian Lohan has put together that it does feel like Clare have Limerick's number? Yeah, that's a fair point. Um, I just think it's the lack of fear. I think that those young players have grown up together very close. They've gone to either school together or they've gone to college together. Um, and I suppose that uh, familiarity takes away the kind of the fear that maybe other counties have. Um, I just think Brian Lowen's kind of managed it. Like, again, like stepping, sitting from the outside, like you kind of look at it. I think Brian Lowen's brought his playing style into his managerial style. I think he just doesn't really give a crap of who they're playing like that they go out and you work hard and you you know it, it's simple enough at times like that long ball into the edge of the square you you get out you you work very hard um, and I just think I looked at the stat during the week there like that Tony Kelly has gotten like 13 as a 14, 15, 16, 17 points against Limerick each day out um, you know and then when you're looking at that scoring tally all you need is a couple more to chip in with him and, and you're on the right path but for me it's the it's the familiarity between the two groups but I think that there's a, a not a lack of there's, there's definitely respect but there's not a major amount of fear there. Brian Lohan's named an unchanged team from the side that beat Cork last time out. Uh, Connor Cleary is named. Uh, he picked up what looked to be a pretty serious arm injury mm. in that game. There was an expectation that he would miss this match. Uh, he is named at fullback. If he doesn't play, what do Cork or what do Clare do? Well, Shane Amore in again. I thought that worked actually very well against um, Cork. I actually thought that, in fairness to <coughs> Connor Cleary, is a fantastic defender. But what Shane brings in is pace and. You know agility, um, whether he goes straight back in or not, I don't know. Like, but uh, the big thing that they'll be disappointed about losing him is obviously the matchup with Aaron Gillan. I presume mm. they'd have matched up again. You know, the physicality of Aaron Gillan might be a little bit, um, you know, different for Shane Amory and stuff like that. But he is so Clare have like every county have a number of players that you don't want to lose. But um, you know, I think that he's steadied up that full back position. He's been, you know, immense for them. Um, and of course, having a leader that has been a legendary full back as well helps to learn the game. But it's it's a thing that I'd say they have turned. They've left no stone unturned to get him back fit. Um, as I said, the one thing Galan has maybe over like the Shane Amore or whoever else goes back in there is that bit of physicality. And uh, you know, in fairness, Galan is starting to show now he's coming back into run a form. But I was surprised to see him named when you when you see him carrying himself off. But Again, we're, you know, you're not on the inside of the camp. Maybe they got got it resolved quickly. But um, but look, sure we all know this. We can't believe teams anymore. Hmm. Um, so there, it could be a thing that he doesn't start. It is such a good base to that Clare spine when you've Cleary at full back, Conlon, mm. Fitzgerald, Kelly, O'Donnell, right through the middle. Mm. This is a team brilliant, yeah. brimming with talent. Yeah, they are. And like what they are, they're big physical men as well. Like, you know, Shane O'Donnell isn't six foot three, but Jesus, he uses himself in the air like a big, strong man, you know? Like they're just a very physical team. I think like that's the other thing. Like you know that, that Brian Lohan's just gone out and basically bring a physicality that maybe clear teams of 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 the past mightn't have had. You know, but he's after bringing a real physicality into into this team as well. And again, he I think it epitomises his playing style. Um, he's been you know you you talked about the likes of those lads there. And the one thing that will happen again on Sunday is there's going to be a amount of car crashes in the middle of the field. 
you know, and then it's just try and get on the ball, get the right people on the ball. And again, for Claire, it's always going to be Tony Kelly getting him into the game as much as you can. Do you still feel Limerick are just waiting to let loose? I, I do. I do personally. Like, and maybe no, it's the tie with Barry, you know, and I've watched that team very closely grow up, like, you know, um, I just still think that they have the options around the field that other counties just don't have at the moment. Um, you know, and then Keen Lynch like is still on the bench to come in. I I just still think that there's, there's enough in him. No, look, of did all they, the games... Did they win right? in All-Ireland with Keen Lynch on the bench? I know you can look back at last year, but... Yeah. Surely, if things yeah. aren't things aren't ticking along, you need him in there. I, I think the thing for me is that John Coyley is the kind of manager that needs to see Keen Lynch play well to pick him. You know, and I think Keane Lynch is just like I presume there's an injury there. I know I would have heard about it, and I presume it's just that thing because he's too good a player to be, you know, not on a team, not in any team in, in the country, you know. But I'm sure there's reasons that he's not starting um games. And I, I think I said it before, like the longer they're in this championship, the more they're gonna bring to it. And remember now, like they're guaranteed an all Ireland series. Um well Sunday's massive for the rivalry because I know, listen, as I said from growing up and, and, and having the rivalry. Limerick losing to Clare is never something they want. They don't want to lose to anyone, but they certainly don't want to lose to Clare. So I, I think it's just going to be one fiery game. I think the first 10 minutes of Sunday is going to be one of some of the most intense and most physical uh, hurling we're going to see throughout the year. And again, I just hope it is because, uh, you know, this Munster Championship deserves the send-off that that, uh, that the rest of the, the year has had so far. Limerick's success will mean they're by far and away the most analysed team in the country. So teams mm. are able to close the gap to figure out what they're doing. I'm sure Paul Kinnerk isn't sitting at home patting himself on the back for everything they've achieved over the last half a decade and is trying to stay that step ahead. What are you seeing? Are you seeing that from Limerick? That is that next step for them to make sure they do kick on and and make it four in a row or five in a row or six in a row? I, like, I think if, if you kind of, and I'm always saying to Joe, like that you can kind of compare the success of the Dublin footballers and the Limerick hurlers and I think they base themselves off certain principles, you know what I mean? Like hard work, you know, good skill and something like that. And I just don't think Limerick have hit flying form yet. And I still think they'll believe if they play to all and hit all their numbers or whatever they've set for themselves that they're good enough to beat anyone in the country. So I don't think they're going to change anything too drastically. I think Cahill O'Neill obviously coming in is a different style of player to, to Keane. But like, I still look at that half-forward line. I look at them physically, Tom, Garrod and, and Cahill, and if it is Keane coming or whatever like that, and you've got Willow Dunahoo and Dara Dunahoo behind them. It, it's very hard to win that middle third against them, you know what I mean? And I think if if they hit their numbers and do what they're doing, I, I just still think there's enough in them to to, to win the All-Ireland this year, you know, and I wouldn't change my prediction, um, you know, especially as long as they're in it, but... I just think for them it's just hit their numbers, hit their numbers and make sure that they're hitting their game plan properly and that they're hitting their not Like for them, their skill, their stick passing has always been impeccable under Canark. You know, they're working the ball out and then turning teams over. So I don't even see a major change in what Limerick do now. Do you sense they're holding something back that they're just waiting to peak for this weekend for three weeks' time? You know what? I don't think so. I think they're just not hitting form as, as well as they've done so far. And I think you summed it up there a while ago. Other teams have analysed them and tried to throw everything at them. And every team has thrown everything at him. And we're still talking about them being in the Munster final. You know, so like, they're not, I think, like, I don't know now, but inside in their dressing room, they're probably still working on playing to the best of their ability. But we're still, for me, they're still the favourites for the All-Ireland. Um, you know, and, and with a team, with like, I think what a compliment to say to a team. They're not playing their best hurling and they're still favourites for the All-Ireland. Yeah, look, we probably all set expectations so high at all the previews at the start of the year with the, none of the chasing pack looked like they were ready to close the gap and that actually they might cruise to four in a row. And the reality is you don't win cheap All-Irelands too often. Yeah, yeah. You're, and look, 
like they're not going to either this year. Do you know what I mean? It's like Claire, obviously, like like even just looking at Sunday, like it's going to be a mammoth game. Like you know, I hope. And again, I really hope it is. I hope both teams bring their best. And then you've Tipperary gone away licking their wounds after you know thinking they should be in the Munster final. So look, Munster hurling, you know, is still very strong there. And like we'll go on to the Leinster game soon, but they won't. No team will win a cheap All Ireland this year, but. I just think that Limerick are really just trying to find that little bit of a spark again. And uh, and I think for every other county, they're hoping that they don't. But I still feel that there's there's something going to happen, um, be it Sunday or as going forward. So your confidence remains in Limerick winning the All-Ireland. But what about Sunday then? What's your prediction? Yeah, I, look, I was as surprised as anyone when I heard it going back to the Gaelic grounds. And it's a brave call out of Clare, um, you know, but... I'm sure the Limerick dressing room were kind of going, oh, hold on, no a second, you know, they're glad to give us home advantage here and, you know, there's something there. I, I still think that, Lim- I just still think Limerick have too many, you know, aces in the pack to, to, to be held. Would I be surprised if I woke up Monday morning and play with the Munster Champions? I don't think anyone would be surprised, you know, yeah. with the performance last year. But for me, for me, I think Limerick will win a, what I hope will be a cracking Munster final again. So, just on that thought process, I know it's been analysed to death of going to the Gaelic grounds. Is that? Do you feel that that was Claire saying, you know, we don't mind, we don't mind going into the lines? Then we'll take you anywhere. Yeah, it's a kind of a. I think there is definitely, um, and I thought it was brilliant, a kind of a closeness between the supporters and 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 the team. I think that they've come out and obviously, Claire just don't want to come to Cork for for geographical reasons as well, which is fair enough. I was as a Cork person disappointed because I think Parky Keeve is, you know, is a great setting for any Munster final, um, but. Uh, I, I think it was a kind of a mixture between look, let's make it easier on the supporters and also look, we've beaten you there, we'll beat you again. Um and I think it's definitely if they do, it'll be some, you know, mental uh, mental hold over Limerick. But I, I think that I think Limerick will win a tight game. Uh I, you've gone through this before and sort of your your the grounds you really don't like going to. Uh twenty thirteen you obviously go to the Gaelic grounds, you play a Munster final, Limerick come out victorious, so maybe that uh, influences your thoughts on the mm. place. Uh, as a venue to play in the Gaelic grounds, how did you mm. find it? That's brilliant. To be fair, and even like the pitch itself, there we played the twenty games under this year. Like the pitch itself has been, you know, improved and done up, and it's fantastic. Look, I'd say the atmosphere is going to be like I'm getting texts left, right, and centre for tickets. Right, they're gone. Like they're like hen's teeth. It's it's like even my family or like one of my cousins texted me there saying it's it's like an all Ireland final, you know. And I just think the atmosphere down there is going to be incredible. Like because you know, I think the town, the city itself, is going to be. Like absolutely booming for the weekend as well, and hopefully the weather holds up as to make it a special day for the supporters as much as the players, because this means a hell of a lot to both support. So I'd say the noise down there is going to be electrifying, and uh, when the dust settled, I got it. I could understand why Claire went there, um, and by God, it'll be some atmosphere down there. Uh, so that game throws in at one forty-five on Sunday with a full coverage. James O'Connor is going to be down at the game for us. Tommy Walsh is going to be in Crow Park for Galway against Kilkenny in the Leinster hurling final. Kilkenny bidding for a fourth successive Leinster title. Galway for a first since 2018. Sort of hard to know how both these sides are ticking along. There's been a bit of inconsistency. Both of them probably struggled during the Leinster Championship to really hit top gear. What's your sense going into this one? A game they both need. A game they both need to get their focus going again, you know. I think like Look, there's no point saying otherwise. A lot of the a lot of the stuff in these games over the last few years since Henry Sheffield went to Galway has been about the sideline. Mm. About time that they make it about the players now, you know, and really put up their hand and say, you know, everyone's talking about Munster hurling, Munster hurling this, Munster hurling that. Let's show that we are capable of winning an all Ireland ourselves. And you know, both teams will believe that, but they need to go and put in massive performances themselves. Um, 
look, the Leinster Championship obviously hasn't been half as exciting as the Munster Championship. And for me, I fell into the trap last year of saying, oh, you know, Munster hurling this, Munster hurling that. And Nixon Kilkenny showed that, you know what, they're, they're, they're not a bad hurling team either. Um, so I think what needs to happen on Sunday is this is made about the players for both counties and that both counties really go put in an absolute serious effort and it's not like a cliche of putting Leinster hurling back in the map. That's not what I'm saying. But both teams have stuttered, um, mm. and both teams need to put in put in a serious performance to, to set their focus for the rest of the year. I know what you're talking about there with Kilkenny and just that muscle memory they seem to have when it comes to big occasions to get the job done. Yeah. But when you look at what both these sides have produced so far this year, and maybe you feel you can't read enough into it uh, with the Leinster Championship in the sense they were both always going to progress. Have you seen anything from these two sides to suggest they could beat? They could go and win in All Ireland this year. Uh, Kilkenny, for me so far, have shown enough that they can. Um, Galway needs to do a lot more. Uh, you know, I think the inconsistencies of Galway just still seem to be there. But for me, for Galway, right, it's the scoring up front. That's what mm. they need to kind of result. An awful lot of dependence on Conor Whelan, and then you know they don't even get enough ball into him then in the right places. You know, is what which which has been kind of like, like why am I getting frustrated? Like I'm getting frustrated because he's one of the best orders in the country, and you'd love to see him, you know, going well. Um, why aren't they getting enough ball think, into him? Do you know, I think a lot of the games that I've seen, the Dublin game especially, like that, it was long shooting. Now, Joseph Cooney's shooting was incredible and kept him in the game in the first half. Um, and, you know, when you're sitting at home watching on TV, you don't know maybe Dublin have two sitting back defenders and, you know, can they get the ball into him? But uh, I, I think someone else needs to really step up now. You know, the likes of Conor Cooney, you know, just find his form again. That, In fairness to Henry, I think he's made a lot of those players very consistent. And Joseph Cooney, none more so. I think he's absolutely mm. one of the best holders in the country. Um, so I think he's done amazing work. But it's just, I think they need to find a consistency of form, uh, you know, with a bit of excitement again. Like Galway hurling was always about flair. I always say Galway hurling and Cork hurling were always similar. It was which team turned up, you know, which Galway team is going to turn up. But there was always a bit of excitement when they did, you know. Um, I the, think that, you know, Galway needs to just let loose, really. The frustration for Henry Shefflin must be it's not just a consistency across the season so far, it's an inconsistency within game and probably shown against yeah. Dublin more than anybody else that he must be going into this a little bit concerned that he has no idea what goal is going to turn up in the first half. Yeah, and again, like, that was probably our frustration with our managers. We didn't know which Cork team was going to turn up. Like, Jimmy, I go back to 2012 and 13, and Jimmy used to always say, if we work hard, one of the best teams in the country, if we don't, we're mediocre. And, you know, that was always carried through. And I think that Henry will just want them to get that work ethic going straight away. But again, as a Galway supporter, I'm sure they're looking for that bit of flair up front. Like, you know, every team I joke before needs a young Joe Canning. Like, but you just seem to be lacking someone that's going to just step up and take the pressure off Conor Whelan, you know. And they have the talent. That's the thing. Like, in fairness to Nyland, he's so accurate out the field. But, you know, it's just a goal threat. You know, I'm really looking. Can Galway start scoring a few goals? And I think they'll need to on Sunday um, to stay in the game. You know, like, they've obviously got Concanon and stuff as well. So the talent, the firepower is there. It's just finding that 70 minutes, that 70 minutes of consistency where a team will always get a proper patch on you but you can nullify it as quick as you can because they'll have to on Sunday because for me Kilkenny or you know Kilkenny or Kilkenny and there's no change this year A couple of concerns for Kilkenny and when we're recording this teams haven't been announced yet they do seem to be minding TJ Reid somewhat in the latter stages of his career uh, Adrian Mullen a lot of speculation about his injury as to whether it was going to be season ending or have they found a way actually they might be back potentially even for this weekend but a uh, Kilkenny trying to mine TJ Reid and without Adrian Mullen how much does that take away from them? 
that's huge like I know Billy Drennan is coming into the scene like and they're hoping that he'll be the, the next guy to take it over but like TJ is still a guy you want in the final day especially taking freeze and under pressure situations and you know look he's look he's not getting younger like you know I always t- spoke about himself and Hoggy's um, you know battle for be top scorers and I think like we were talking about mining TJ Reid like Jesus Christ what a man and what he's done but the one thing I always loved about him is we know in Murphy and when the team were under pressure, he was the guy that caught that puck out. He was the guy that just, and he might only be a hand pass to set it off, but that possession at the right moment. So um, I think that both players are hugely important to Kilkenny, especially Adrian Mullen at the moment playing, like I know he plays wing forward midfield at times, but it's just he's, he he needs to be marked in the middle of the field. Like, you know, he's so accurate. Um, you know, like when he first went out midfield, I was kind of going, geez, what are they doing? Like, you know, he's such a threat inside and, but like when he's out the field, his long range shooting is incredible, and other teams need to maybe or to, other teams need to maybe mark him and take away one of their midfielders from themselves. But you still have a lot of I know they'd be the Wexford game be disappointment, but look, they were in the final. You know they're they're still to me the the kingpins of Leinster and probably still going in as forwards into Sunday or our favourites into Sunday. From what you've been seeing of them then, and Derek Ling coming in and a first Leinster final for him as a manager, are the changes that he's been trying to make, are they subtle changes? Yeah, like what I think, like, so they're trying to find a mix between that short game and long game. And even Brian Cody's team tried that for a while as well, you know. And if they got to Northern final last year, putting great performances. So I think that he's just trying to carry it on. And the fact that he's worked with Youngful has noticed, you, you'll realise they're right that. Like, and what I've learned with the 20s this year is there, there's a new generation of player coming through that are able to hurl that ball through any pressure under, you know, and want to. They're very skillful because they're picking up hurlies at a younger age. They're able to enjoy it. I think that he's trying to get a, a, a game plan, a kind of a, a hybrid game plan. You know, they don't want to lose the Kilkenny style where you can win long ball. But I think the the mixture of playing it out and uh, and they have players in the right position to do that then as well. All right. How are you going to call this one? Yeah, I think slightly. Look, Kilkenny, again, it's very similar to Mustafa. Would we surprise if either one of them came out winning? No. Get off the fence, Anthony. I, I, I'm not on the fence. I'm saying Kilkenny <laughs> and Limerick. Kilkenny and Limerick. I, but I think, uh, I, I think look, uh, both teams need to put in performance just to put the whole sideline thing and management thing to bed. I think both managers want that as well. Just let it be about the players for once. You say that, and then, and, and you know, Derek Ling doesn't take the handshake at the end of the game and it keeps <laughs> going for the rest of the summer. I can't see it somehow. I can't see it. Oh, okay. Anthony, great stuff as always. Great stuff. Thanks, Lynn. Uh, Anthony Nash there with us every Friday on Off the Ball. Hurling, it's anyone's game. Off the Ball is teamed up with senior hurling chapter sponsors, Board Gosh Energy, to uncover stories highlighting the positive impact hurling has had on people's lives. For full competition details, check out boardgoshenergy.ie forward slash BGE. GAA and a reminder we'll have full coverage over the weekend uh, on the radio on Sunday and on our social channels as well Jamesy O'Connor down at that Munster Hurling final and Tommy Walsh in Crow Park for the Leinster Decider Hurling on Off The Ball with Board Gosh Energy Hurling it's anyone's game